Hello, this is Emmanuel Obonaya. We've been on the series titled From Milk to Solid Food, and we've been looking at the first foundational truth listed in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, repentance from dead works. We defined dead works and we began to talk about the need to turn away from them and why. We're at the point right now where we are showing the true purpose of the law and using several truths to emphasize the need to disengage from it. In Romans chapter 7, verses 1 to 4, Paul brings this conversation from another angle. He shows that holding on to Christ and also holding on to the law at the same time is equivalent to the case of a married woman cheating on her husband. Paul paints the picture that helps us see that if as a Christian you are hooked to the law, then you are cheating on Jesus. This is the real spiritual adultery. You've got to see this. Romans chapter 7, 1 to 4. I'm reading out of the Living Bible. It says, Don't you understand yet, dear Jewish brothers in Christ, that when a person dies, the law no longer holds him in its power? Let me illustrate. When a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, she is no longer bound to him. The laws of marriage no longer apply to her. Then she can marry someone else if she wants to. That would be wrong while he was alive, but it is perfectly all right after he dies. Verse 4. Your husband, your master, used to be the Jewish law, but you died as it were with Christ on the cross. And since you are dead, you are no longer married to the law, and it has no more control over you. Then you came back to life again when Christ did, and are a new person. And now you are married, so to speak, to the one who rose from the dead so that you can produce good fruits, that is, good deeds for God. So here you see that even those to whom the law was originally given, the Jews or the Hebrews, gained their liberty from the law the moment they became believers in Christ Jesus. The rules change totally for a person who has died. This is what Paul is showing. If the person had a marital tie before their death, that marriage contract ends because it is meant to last until death separates the husband and the wife. When a person believes in Jesus, what it means is that you are actually saying that you agree that when Jesus died on the cross, it was for you he died. You are saying that his death was your death. So Paul says that the Jews were once tied to the practice of the law, but when a Jew gets born again, in God's sight he is seen as one who has died and come back from death, this time to another life altogether, not to the one he died in. Since it's another realm of life, that person is free to become married to another person, different from their initial spouse, in the other life they left through death. Brothers and sisters, if the scripture is showing that in Christ, those God gave the law to are free from the law, why will someone who God never gave the law to seek to be imprisoned by it? Now, remember that when I speak of the law, I'm speaking of the whole system of religious observances and practices that the Hebrews were given, as it were, by God. The law also represents the ideology that you are saved, that you are blessed by God and accepted by Him based on your ability to impress Him and to score high enough points with God. Listen closely, child of God. There's a place, of course, for the good things that we do. But the good works we do as children of God are the fruits of our being children of God. They are not the roots. I will explain. 
Our good works are the result of the fact that we have God's life and nature in us. They are not what gives us God's life and nature. Our good works flow out of the fact that we have been made right with God. They are not what gives us right standing with God. They are called the fruits of righteousness, not the roots of righteousness. You know, I learned some truths about righteousness some years ago from my pastor at the time, Reverend Chinedu Chinwoku, and I would want to share these truths with you. When it comes to being made right with God, which can be called righteousness in simple terms, there are three very important revelations that you need to grasp. Now, these truths are, number one, right nature. Number two, right standing. Number three, right living. You see, when a person believes in and accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior, they receive a new nature from God. They become His children. That's the right nature of God in them. Having been made His children, God is pleased with them and grants them access to what belongs to God's family. One of those things that belongs to God's family is the power of the Holy Spirit of God that helps every child of God to live and to function like God. This privilege that opens up the resources of God to His children is called right standing with God. Now we come to the third revelation, right living. Both the right nature that the believer has with God and the right standing they have with God give that child of God the capacity for right living. So when you hear of righteousness, there's more to righteousness than deeds. As important as actions are, they only form one third of the revelation of righteousness. God willing, we'll pick it up from here in our next conversation and make things clearer.